Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Common Spice Celebs. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Okay, I got into... I'm so excited for this episode. No, Julie, I was about to say, I can't even do an intro because I am chomping at the motherfucking bitch to get into this. This is, when I was watching this, I was like, I cannot believe we have the opportunity to recap this. I can't believe it. How lucky are we that we get to recap this episode? No, you guys are going to lose your mind. Okay, for anybody, just to catch everybody up to speed, we're on season one, episode six. And this, it's the the fact, I just want to say before we start, let me just set the scene by saying, the fact that this is coming, this episode is coming up in our schedule at the exact time that Scott and Sophia just broke up. And there's been this like very vague kind of humorous discussion about the possible reunion of Courtney and Scott. And now we're getting this episode. It was as if it was a gift from God. I got to be honest with you, not to be dramatic. That's how I felt. Also, I've never wanted them to get back together more. I Can I tell you the reason that I was so excited we were doing this is because I felt like I was like, Julie is going to be on my team after watching this. I literally couldn't be more on your team. I want them back together. I want them married. I want them spending the rest of their lives together. I couldn't be more team Scott and Courtney right now. Oh my God, I know. Okay, let's just get into it. Here we go. You ready, Julie? I'm so ready. (laughs) I know, same. So, you know, they always start the episodes with previously on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So this one was basically kind of a montage of Scott. And we really see, you know, Chris's initial confessional when she says, this is Courtney's boyfriend. I have serious doubts about him. And I guess basically they are viewing him as Courtney's kind of fun young boyfriend that no one really knows what to make up yet. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Like Chris is like, I'm like, I have serious doubts about Scott. But in in defense of where they are currently during this episode, like I think we've seen not of like a very apparent like growth, but I think they've warmed up to him by the time this episode comes. Like the idea of them being together long term doesn't seem as crazy to them in this episode as it did five episodes ago. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. So... 
the episode starts off with Chloe, Courtney, and Caitlin in the living room. And Courtney starts to feel nauseous. You know, <laughs> I, this, this is like one of those times, I will just say, where the acting is so painful. It's, it's like enjoyable, but it's just hilarious, you know? You see the note I put down? Maybe she's really right. because she's the worst actress ever. Courtney is so <laughs> bad. It's, she, I, I have so much to say. Okay, so basically Chloe's like, listen, takes her into the bathroom. She's like, you're nauseous. You know, you haven't had your period. You you know, you're, you don't really know what's going on with your cycle. Like, let's just take a test. And they take this test and they're waiting. She's sitting there ends up coming back with one and a half lines, right? So pregnant is two lines, not pregnant is one line. It comes with one and a half lines and they're freaking out. And Courtney with the straightest face I've ever seen and not an ounce of anxiety is like, I am having a full-blown panic attack. (laughs) And I I was like, are you? (laughs) And, you know, they basically, they're really unsure. They, They don't know what the deal is and they decide to call Scott over. But Before we get into this, what I have to say to you is that I have never in my life felt such a sense of camaraderie and connection with Kourtney Kardashian then, and I know I'm really being vulnerable right now, but in the sake of transparency, I got to tell you guys this. (laughs) I watched this episode about an hour ago, and about an hour before that, I took a pregnancy test. Spoiler alert, not pregnant. Um, But I I felt her anxiety because I had just felt it literally an hour before, and I was like, Kourtney, we are one in the same, you know? Exactly. I was going to say to you, like, what would have happened if yours came up one and a half? Oh my God. Mine was like a solid one. There was not even, there was not a half in sight, you know? That's so annoying. You know that I can't have a kid right now. We got to give me like five years. Five? No, that's a lot. (laughs) We'll see. So, Anyway, um, she's like, listen, I'm going to tell Scott. I'm going to call Scott. I'm going to tell him to come over. He's going to freak out. Chloe's like, I would be terrified to tell him. They basically call Scott and they don't tell him what's going on, but they just say they want him to come over. Okay. We now go to the first scene and this is Kylie and Kendall and they're on their white MacBook desktops looking at pictures of puppies. Julie, (laughs) this was- This was me. You know, this is what I used to do. This entire episode of them getting a puppy is my story. Like, you relate about the pregnancy thing, and I'm relating about the puppy thing. <laughs> That's so on brand with our personality. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> so, you know, they're looking on this website. There's all these, like, adorable little dogs, which, by the way, now, I'm ju- I was just, you know, how we always focus on things, like, in this lens. There's no way this would ever fly now because they would be, get so much criticism for it not being a rescue. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, but they don't get rescue dogs, honestly. They get breeders. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't think that this, like in today's day and age, this website would never be a thing or would never never be publicized by the Kardashians in this way, I think. Yeah, that's true. So Kendall walks downstairs and she's like, daddy, you're the best daddy in the world. Can I get a puppy? And Caitlin's like, you already have a dog. And and Kendall's like, no, I don't. Gabon is the family dog. And Caitlin's like, listen, no more dogs. I'm going to be the one that has to take care of it. You're not going to take care of it. There's no way. That's what my dad said to me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it seems like a very dad response. I never wanted a dog, but I could imagine. Actually, no, that's completely not true. My dad would get one in a second. Did I do a dramatic reading of the letter I wrote to my parents asking for a dog? <laughs> yes. Did you have it? Yeah, of course. Oh my God. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Do you want me to read it? Because you get like you get stage fright, or are you good? No, let me read it. I literally have it right here. I just found it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest no, letter. Ever. 
First of all, the story of this letter is that I found it a few weeks ago because we were going through all of our old stuff and I sent it to Emma and I was like, this is the letter I wrote my parents in fifth grade, specifically my dad, because my dad was the one that said I couldn't have one. This was the letter that I wrote to my dad in fifth grade asking for a dog. Daddy, I really... Hold on, before you start, everybody needs to know, she wrote it in rainbow. Every word is a different color. Yeah, I don't know why. We don't know why. But the handwriting is excellent. Mm -hmm, Excellent. The letter reads, Daddy, I really want a puppy. I know you don't think I'm responsible, but I am. I never wanted anything so bad in my life. I love dogs, and I do realize the responsibility. Why don't you think I wouldn't be responsible? I would do anything for it. If I had a dog, I would set my alarm for 6 a.m. if I had to. We would get a leash that sticks into the ground or attaches to two trees. I would spend all my bat mitzvah money on it. I also enjoy taking the dog outside to walk it. If I could have a dog but never sleep again, I would. I would never expect you to do any of the work. I swear on every dog's life in the world, I would take full responsibility. I would give money for my butt mitts but give to a kennel when we go away. I also would give $100 to pay someone to clean up the dog's poop when I'm away at camp. I would go out at 3 a.m. on a school day on the weekend to walk it. I would do anything if I could have a dog. I would give every cent I had to take care of a puppy. I really not okay. <laughs> I don't want anything else if I can't have a dog. I promise on every dog and everything I have that I will be responsible. I promise. I know dogs aren't just a cute thing. They are a responsibility. I would feed it and walk it and love it with all my heart. There is not a chance in the whole world that I would not be responsible. I realize the responsibility and I would do anything. <laughs> I swear on every dog's life in the entire world. Also, also, take a shot every time you say responsible. I guess that was always my issue. I am hysterically crying. Kendall should that have tried not, That does not get old. It does not get no, old. I actually oh. can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard still. Wow, that was amazing. I'm so proud of you. You didn't even stumble once. Oh. I, know, I guess when I'm reading my own work, uh, it goes a little easier. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much for that. That really contributed to my overall mood, although I'm already on cloud nine. Okay. So next scene, Scott arrives at the house and little does he know what he's about to walk into. And he's like, hi doll, which I got to tell you, I'm really missing the hi doll thing. We haven't gotten a lot of that this season or in recent memory. And I really enjoyed the frequency with which they use that phrase, you know? Also specifically Scott saying hi doll to Courtney. Fuck me it, was, it was the greatest sound in the world. I can't believe how like Courtney Scott team I am right now. No, it's beyond. So, you know, Courtney's in, in her confessional and she's saying that she's nervous to tell Scott. She has no idea how he's going to react. And he sits down and it's her, Chloe and him. And she's like, so I took a little pregnancy test. And Chloe's like, because she was nauseous and sleeping. And Courtney goes, and Chloe convinced me that I was pregnant. And Courtney's like, so I took it and I might be pregnant. And Scott's like, there's a might be symbol. And they basically are explaining to him the whole line and a half thing. And Scott goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what that means in between. I mean, I kind of wish you would have told me this ourselves, but, and Courtney's like, I'm going to call the gynecologist. I'm going to make an appointment. And Scott in the most calming, sweet, mature way looks at her and goes, well, whatever it is, either way, we both know it's going to be fine. Like I was so, two things. First of all, I completely forgot this episode ever existed. And second of all, I was so blown away by that response. Although that's a hundred percent what he should say. I'm not doing the thing where like we give credit men credit where they, it shouldn't be deserved. I'm just saying based on the way that they had painted Scott, 
I forgot that I would have expected him to react differently. And I was so pleasantly surprised to see this, you know? Exactly. And especially like the Scott that we remember him being pre mm-hmm. like, kids. It didn't, right. it wasn't what I was expecting him to say. But once he said it, I was like, oh, I knew there was a reason we kept you around all these years. Yeah, exactly. So the next scene we're back on, it, this kind of goes between the Courtney and Scott and the puppy plotline. So we're going to be uh, teetering between those two. <laughs> Do you like my use of teetering? Yeah, I thought it was exactly the correct usage. <laughs> Thanks. I just thought it's such a random word. I love when words come to my head. Anyway, so Kendall and Kylie are showing Chris the puppies, and they knew they had no luck with Caitlin, so they were like, you know, trying to butter up Chris. And Chris is like, you know, I, I would be down to do it, but Caitlin said absolutely not. And she goes, I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind going over to the pet shop and looking at the dog. Let's do this. Let's go over there. We're not going to buy anything, but let's just go take a look. They go to none other than Posh Puppy because at the time Vanderpump Dogs was not a thing. (laughs) And Chris in her confessional is like, something every little girl needs is a little white fluffy dog. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I'm liking these dogs probably as much as the kids are falling in love. And of course they get there. The dogs are adorable. Kendall and Kylie are just falling in love with them. And Chris is like, daddy's going to kill us. Of course she says yes, which we all know was coming. And in the confessional, she's like, we get home from Posh Puppy and we're all really excited to get the dog into Kendall's room and get it all set up. She's like, I'm worried about Caitlin's reaction, but basically we're just going to kind of hide the dog until everything heats up, which seems like a logical decision. Also swap out Posh Puppy for Puppies of Westport and you have the exact story that happened to me and how I got my dog. I cannot believe that you were living such parallel lives with Kendall and Kylie. It's pretty remarkable. And you, you have to remember that me and Kendall basically have the same birthday too. Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's really wild, really. When you think about it, when you really think about it, <laughs> I date even a single NBA player. I'm basically Kendall. There's literally no difference. There's no difference. Zero. Yeah, zero difference. I'm glad you see it my yeah. way. Yeah, except for that you may need to get a breast reduction. And I, um, Once I figure out how to sleep not on my stomach, I'm going to. <laughs> Okay, so next scene, Scott and Courtney are at the gynecologist. He's in the waiting room. She goes in and she says in her confessional, she's like, listen, I'm 28 years old. If it happens, it happens. I'll take responsibility, but I just don't feel like I'm ready at all. And she comes out, she tells him that she isn't pregnant. And he goes, thank God. Well, not thank God, but, and Courtney here confessional is like, I'm not pregnant. Thank God, maybe someday, but not today. And Scott looks at her and he's like, let's just go home and keep practicing not getting pregnant. I have a couple of things to say. Can I? Your thing, then I'll say my thing. Okay. I thought it was hilarious, the line, when he was like, thank God. Like, he, his initial reaction was, thank God. And then he's like, well, not thank God. And that, to me, was the most typical, like, in my experience, at least with guys. Like, I love when that happens, where it's, they say the first thing that comes to their mind, and then they panic that it was the wrong thing to say, even though in her confessional, she says the exact same thing. Like, they were both on the same page. They didn't want it, but it came, he felt like it sounded so bad coming from him. You know what I mean? Yes. The thing that I was going to say was, I can't believe Scott's sunglasses picks. They're all worse than the last. You know, very interesting note. I was thinking the same thing. He had the aviators in the first scene. I forget the ones in the scene, but yes, it was. they were all over the place. Yeah, they were bad. The blue tints, he would never wear those now. It's just so funny. The early 2000s, like, I, I can't, like, you know what's funny? And then I feel like our parents were always like, you never know, like certain slick clothes come back. And like they did. The 80s came back. Certain things from the 60s came back. Certain things from the 70s came back. Like all the things came back. There is not a chance in hell that anything from the early mid 2000s are ever going to come back. Except I, I and this may be the wrong time frame, but I don't know if it is. 
wasn't that like kind of the rise of Von Dutch hats? I guess that could be making a comeback. Although I feel like Von Dutch hats are more of an irony piece than a fashion piece, but I could right. see you're wrong. When tattoo chokers came back, I was like, I'm out. I had, I had a real great run with tattoo chokers. I got to tell you something. My second, in my did. second life. I mean, that was, that was when I got the best, you know, some of the best pictures of my life with that Syracuse tailgate in that, in that choker. I know exactly the pictures you're talking about too, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was funny. not a fan of the tattoo choker. No, I know. I have one other thing to say about that. When he looks at her in the waiting room of the gynecologist and he says, let's go home and keep practicing not getting pregnant. I was like, I did not realize until this moment how much I missed these sexual moments between the two of them because current day Courtney, while she is still sexual and by no means am I trying to deny that, she's not as expressive about it because, you know, in her, it's her relationship isn't with Scott and the people she's been sexual with, they've been a little bit more private. So we haven't really seen that side of Courtney recently. And to see her being just as sexually into it as he was, was fucking invigorating and riveting. And maybe it's the sexual deprivation in me speaking, but I, well, not that much. You just took a pregnancy test. How much sexual deprivation could you possibly have? It was three weeks ago. I understand, but like comparatively, I don't feel that bad for you. No, I know. <laughs> Do you mean to like, you? I don't feel bad for you at all, actually. <laughs> I know. Like not even a little bit. Like not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even express to you how little I feel bad for you. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just loved those moments and I miss them a lot. And I'm having the time of my life doing this and I'm already sad that when this is going to be over. I know we're only on scene four, but I just am having so much fun. Okay, if you ready? Really good, if you're really good, I'll stay on Zencaster a little bit longer in the end. Just so we can hang out? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, let's go to the next scene. So... Scott and Courtney are in the Range Rover on their way back to the Calabasas Ranch. They call Chloe to tell her that they're not, she's not pregnant. And Chloe's like, what does that mean? She goes, it means we go to Vegas and get wasted. And Courtney's like, I wouldn't want to go to Vegas any other way. And they're all in the living room. They're back at the house. And Chloe's like, okay, guys, let's go to Vegas and have a huge party. And Chris goes, I'm not sure why we're going to Vegas, but I'll take any opportunity to go hang out with my girls. And then she falls, she falls off the couch. It was just amazing. It's so good. 
It's so good. So, you know, the next scene, they're all packing for Vegas. They're driving there on this giant party bus. It gets there. They're in, every single one of them has full-blown Louis luggage, which, you know, they have that now, but just the way that they, the way that they carry themselves then versus now, while they did have very nice material items now, that's not, I mean, then that's not what I'm saying. It's just such a different level. Like the, the, I don't know if it's just them or if it was the time period, but it's just very interesting watching the way in which they approach these situations now versus then, you know? The other thing I'll say about the Louis luggage, which I know you don't like to admit because you never fell off the bandwagon, Louis had a rebrand. Like <laughs> the Louis at this time was not the Louis that it is now. I never fell off the bandwagon, so I can't even speak I know to that. you didn't, but the rest of the world a little bit did. Yeah, so then having like all this Louis luggage was like not the same level of class as it is now. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, and so, you know, they're all, they're on the bus. It's Scott, Chris, Courtney, Chloe, Kim, Rob, which by the way, fucking stacked crew. No? Stacked crew. And by the way, yeah. a party bus? Like, are you kidding? You couldn't have flown? I know that. I, don't, I wonder why they were doing that. I don't know if they thought it was going to be good footage or maybe because I was thinking like, was it production money? I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Also like, I can't imagine like those buses are expensive to rent. I feel like it's got to be the same price as, I feel like it was just like the shock value of them going to Vegas on a party bus. Maybe. I don't even remember. It's so hard to think back to this time. So Chris is in her confessional and she's like, I'm really hoping that Kendall can deal with the whole puppy situation while I'm in Vegas. She's like, listen, I'll deal with Caitlin when I get back, but let's just have fun and hope, you know, I'm going to leave that to Kendall. And the entire time Chris has to pee on this bus. (laughs) She's like, they end up pulling. Yeah. Are you saying you were Chris in that situation? Is that what you feel like when you have to deal with me having to pee all the time? Yes. You guys don't understand something about Julie. I love her with my entire heart, but I've never in my life, including my dad who has like a very fucked up prostate, I've never seen anyone that has to pee more than Julie. Talk about your dad's prostate on the podcast. (laughs) What? He had surgery for it. He's open about it. (laughs) (laughs) He had the green light procedure if anybody wants to know about it. If I called your dad in right now and was like, Emma's talking about your prostate on the podcast, he would not be happy. Julie, he literally, think about any time, like we've been in the hotel with my dad and the next morning when we're like having breakfast and everybody's like, so how'd you sleep? And my dad's like, well, you know me, I'm up every hour on the hour. And I'm like, yeah, cause he has to pee every five minutes. You know, that's, that's not a, me. what? That's what happens to me. Yeah, exactly. And Julie, I can't believe we're doing this episode. I forgot that we were on air. We <laughs> were talking about your dad's prostate for way too long. <laughs> okay. So... They're on the bus and Chloe in her confessional is like, I'm stuck on this bus, <laughs> this bus with the urinator. <laughs> That's what I'm calling you from now on. She goes, all Chris wants to talk about is peeing. Stop talking about peeing and you won't need to pee, which like, it's kind of true. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up pulling over at some rest stop. It's pouring rain. Chris gets out. Someone pulls up. The whole thing was just hilarious. Honestly, I just loved every second of it. Okay. Next scene, we are back in Calabasas and Kendall's in the room playing with her puppy. Caitlin, you know, kind of is, Caitlin starts to know that something's up. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, Caitlin's suspicious right away. Kendall's got a look on her face. 
And yeah, and in Caitlin's defense, like she is full of reason to be suspicious considering the fact that all this family does is hide literally everything from her. So I completely understand her kind of confusion and skepticism. Also, like, how do you hide a dog? It's not that easy. They make noise. Well, that's, I mean, you know me, I'm by no means a dog expert, but don't they all bark? Um, like when they're that little, it's like a very quiet yap, but yeah, like that house wasn't that big that they could have hid the dog and nothing would have been heard. Yeah. It's not like we're in Kylie's current day house, you know? Yeah. Like when I got my dog, we had a, we had to go to a family friend's house to let my dad cool down for a little bit before we got home. We couldn't hide it. Yeah, exactly. So next scene there, we're back on the bus. Chris is, you know, everybody's kind of getting a little rowdy and they, (laughs) did you see this, the one part where Courtney was grinding on Scott sitting down? Uh, yeah, obviously I saw that one part. I rewinded like 18 times, I think. And they were, yeah, no, no, it's too much. So they arrive at the Palms and, you know, I guess Chloe kind of hooked them up and they're staying in this fantasy suite at the Palms, which again, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I recognize that like to your average person staying at this giant suite in the Palms is a really big deal and it's beautiful, but it's just interesting watching the Kardashians freak out about this when present day Kardashians, you know, this would be the norm for them. So like, it's just very funny, the perspective shift, I I think, you know, I agree. Um, they all go to the club. This was, I was living for this. So Kim goes into the DJ booth and she's over the mic and she's like, what's up everybody? It's princess Kim Kardashian. Julie. Do you think that that was the moment we're all like, oh my God, we could probably get paid to say just that and just be here. And then they were like, Scott probably had a light bulb that went off where he stopped making out with Courtney for one second. was like, I'm going to remember this for later. And then went back to Courtney. This was the best experience ever. And you know what else was funny? I was waiting for her. Like I was sitting there like, Kim, it's Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> right. I said her name wrong. Yeah. No, it was just crazy seeing, one, seeing all of them in this club environment. We haven't seen that in a while. And also seeing Kim as like this, you know, the rowdy one. She typically doesn't even drink. I think she drank a little maybe this night. I don't know. But it was just, I don't know. I, I view them so differently now. Um, and it was really like a trip watching them. And also the fact that Courtney and Scott cannot keep their hands off of each other. And Chloe and her confessionals, like Courtney and Scott are all over each other. And I totally catch them sneaking out of the club early. These bitches better be smart and use a condom this time. Oh my God, I was dying. Julia was dying. Dying. They were so all over each other. Like I was seeing like them like that so much. And also like that wasn't the norm for them. Like they were very sexual together. And like Scott was really sexual, but it wasn't every day that you saw them like really, really into each other. Yeah. Cause I think Vegas, you know, nightclubs have that environment. Like this is totally, I'm pleased do not think that I'm comparing the situations, but I was just thinking about it in terms of like my own life. The only thing I could compare it to, cause obviously I'm, I'm by no means a club goer, but like senior year being in Bahamas when Thomas and I were at like the height of being in love and you're in this club, you are so drunk at like, I was, we were saying at Atlantis that I, you know, those pictures, like I would do shit in there that I would never have done on like a day in broad daylight if I was sober, but like you just lose all of your inhibitions. Yeah, you know? of course. And also like the, the lack of stress knowing that you're not having a baby. I'm sure they were on cloud nine. Yeah. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, 
there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. So this is when it gets amazing. You guys are not even fucking ready for what's about to happen. Are you ready, Julie? I'm ready personally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. Okay. So they leave the club. They're walking back to the room, which by the way, it's club, no club. There is no better feeling than walking back to a room with a guy that you're so into and you're both drunk and you know what is about to go down. You know what I mean? The hotel walk. I absolutely know. Yeah. I live for the hotel walk. So they're walking down the hallway and Scott's like, I love you so much. And Courtney's like, I love you. And Scott goes, would you hate if I asked you to marry me right now or tomorrow? And Courtney's like, what do you mean? Are you serious? And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Courtney's in her, by the way, the best thing about having this like memory situation that we both have is that I forgot about all of this. This was as if the first time I was seeing this episode. So I was living for it, you know, especially this scene. Yeah. So Courtney's in, in her confessional and she's like, I'm just like totally shocked. I don't know if Scott's teasing me about getting married tomorrow or what. And Scott goes, listen, I'm not worried about where we're going, who we're telling or any of that sort of thing. Okay. Even though we drank tonight and had a nice dinner, I need to know that your heart is in it. Not just your mind. Cause you're a little drunk. And she's like, yes, I want to. And he's like, I love you. Julie writes fine. I want them to get back together. I, I, Julie, I don't, I know this is going to pass or maybe it won't, but like in this moment watching them, I was like, you guys are soulmates. You're going to figure it out. This was just like the break that you needed. Scott's got it together now. Like you guys have kids. We're going to do this now. I'm going to go on record. It is 11.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, June 16th. And I would like to put it on the formal record. I am not only praying for Courtney and Scott to get back together. I think that it is going to happen. I think that in our lifetime, whoops, that was my charger. We're not cutting it out. I think that in our lifetime, we will see them reuniting, getting married, maybe having one more kid, maybe not. But I think that entire family is going to live together under one roof. And that is my official statement. And I'm not taking it back. Okay. Just want you to know that. Because this, this was a connection that I've never seen Courtney have with anyone else. No, me either. You know? I know. Okay. So the next day they wake up and you guys all know what that's like. Waking up the next morning after being super drunk, everybody's hungover. Rob, Kim, and Chloe are eating breakfast. And Chris comes in and she's like, where's, where's Scott and Courtney? flashes to them in bed. And Courtney's like, so do you remember last night? And he's like, what part? Dinner? She goes, no. And he goes, going out? And she goes, no, what we said at the end of the night. And he goes, I obviously didn't forget that. That's why I got up early. And Courtney goes, do you still want to do it? And he goes, I've never wanted to do anything more. Do you not? And she goes, no, I do. And she's in her confessional and she's like, I love Scott. I guess, you know, why not now? And he's like, listen, the sooner the better for me. So they come out of their room and they meet everyone at the table and Chloe's like, what happened to you last night? And she's like, you know, we had a little night in the jacuzzi. And Chris is like, oh, now none of us can go in that jacuzzi for the rest of the trip. And Courtney's like, 
So guys, today at two o'clock, a car is picking us up and we're going to the chapel. I am literally, you should have seen my fucking face in this moment. Did your I was like, drop? what? Did your jaw drop? Dropped. And Chloe's like, wait, are you joking? And Chris is like, you're trying to say that you're getting married. And Courtney's like, listen, we're in Vegas dolls. And Chris and her confessionals, like, they want to get married today. I'm totally devastated. And Chris is like, Courtney, come on. You guys want to get married. You don't, you guys don't want to get married. Courtney, we haven't even had an engagement party yet. And Kim is in her confessional, like, listen, if Courtney wants to get married today, Courtney's getting married today. I think that is the funniest rationale I've ever heard. Like, Courtney, you can't get married in Vegas on a whim. We haven't had an engagement party yet. Like, <laughs> what? That's the most Kardashian logic I've ever heard, though, you know? Beyond. And Chris is now sitting alone at the table and Kim comes in and she's like, mom, what's wrong? And she goes, I just feel weird about this whole thing. She's rushing this a little bit. And Kim's like, I understand the whole Vegas thing because I did it, but I was 19. She's 28. When you were 28, you had four kids. Interesting, um, kind of like, I, honestly, what I want to say is that I was grateful to Kim because I would have looked that at myself if she didn't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love when they give us little like tidbits of interest. And also like stop pretending you would have looked it up. Like you would have texted me and like look up how old Kim was when she got married and look up how old Chris was when she had kids. Oh, yeah. Let me clarify. I didn't mean that I was going to look it up. I would have texted Julie. Yeah, like, I, like we, we all know. Like everyone listening was like, she wasn't going to look it up herself. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not mean to take credit. I totally would have had you do it. Okay. <laughs> next scene they all arrive at the little white chapel and chloe's in her confessional and she's like this is the same wedding chapel that britney spears got married in now we know courtney and scott are gonna last forever julie stop i can't believe this is real i can't believe this is real life do you know what i said at that moment to myself i was like oh my god this little chapel has so much history <laughs> I was like, so <laughs> moment happened at the Little White Chapel in Vegas. Yes, and also the fact that Chloe is referencing Britney Spears as the barometer of this relationship. I just, I, I was having an out of body experience watching this scene. I got to be honest with you. I, I wonder where Kim got married when she got married in Vegas. Oh, that's a very interesting point. I don't know. I'd love to know though. I, I doubt it was the same water. They would have said it. No, they anyway. would have said it. So, okay. So they're, you know, running through their wedding, explaining how it's all going to go down. And Rob's the best man and Kim and Chloe are co-maid of honors. And Courtney's in her confessional and she's like, this feels really rushed, but I guess I'm about to get married. And you see Chris sitting on the chair. She's really upset. She's kind of looking like just pondering life, obviously disapproving of this whole thing. And she says in her confessional, she's like, I feel really bad about this wedding and how everything is happening so fast. And I don't know whether or not I should stop it. So Courtney puts on a wedding dress and Kim's like, you know, how do you feel? And Courtney goes, I don't know. It feels like I could open my mouth and throw up. And she says in her confessional, she's like, I just feel like we woke up and we just haven't really had a second to think about this. I can't believe we're really getting married. We just haven't even talked about it really. And Chris goes outside. She calls Caitlin. And she's like, honey, I don't know what to do. And this isn't how I see my daughter getting married. And Caitlin's like, so stop it. You're her mother. Tell her no. And Chris is like, she's 28 years old. How do you tell a 28 year old to stop it? And Caitlin's like, just say, stop, don't do this. And Chris goes, we cannot have a wedding without you and Kendall and Kylie. And Caitlin goes, if you stop it, you have my support. She just can't do it this way. Tell her no. Which I was like, this is a great moment where these two parents are uniting for the right decision, you know? Right. And also, 
also showcased such the difference in their parenting styles because Caitlin was automatically like, just tell her no. And Chris is like, she's 28. I can't just tell her no. Like, I have to reason with her. Like, I can't yeah. just be like, no, you can't do this. I'm not letting you. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, while you were talking, I looked up the Little White Chapel. Do you want to know some other people that got married there? You want to talk about history? Listen to this list. I'm on their mm-hmm. website. Celebrities married at the Little White Wedding Chapel include Joan Collins, Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Michael Jordan, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis, and Britney Spears. Wow. Wow. History. Fucking, we have to go there. You want to get married? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like just to see, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their bestseller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blank and I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowlin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BowlinBranch.com. That's Bowlin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So next scene, you know, Chris comes back inside after the phone call and she's like, Courtney, can I talk to you for a second? And she goes, you look really pretty, but this is wrong. You've got hot pink flowers. You're standing under plastic roses. I know you. It's not about the things. I don't mean to make it about that, but this feels wrong. You're rushing it. This is a quote again. She, I'm, we are not misgendering, but if it's a direct quote, we're not going to change it. She goes, Bruce isn't here. Your little sisters aren't here. They would die if they thought they weren't your bridesmaids. Where are his parents? Where's his family? You know, this is about family. And by the way, I have to say that was a concise way to say everything she felt and make a really convincing argument. And I was like, Chris, this was an excellent delivery. I so agree because also the thing about Courtney is that if if Chris had walked in and said, I can't let you do this, she would have done it just to defy her. Exactly. She was really, like she came out with, the, it was just a perfect angle. And, and the things that Courtney cared about specifically rather than being like, rather than making it about Chris. Exactly. And Courtney's her, in her confessional and she's like, I think maybe my mom's right. This feels so rushed and just not right. I never really thought about what, what my wedding would be, but this is certainly not it. And I was like, you didn't? I've literally been thinking about your wedding for the last like however many years of my life. I you can't know? imagine what it's like to like not think about your own wedding. Like I didn't realize people were like that. <laughs> no, I'm saying I've been thinking about Courtney's wedding. Oh, also that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mine also, but hers. Um. So Courtney walks over to Scott and <laughs> she walks over in this wedding dress and he's like, wait, wait, am I supposed to see you? Like, what's going on? And and Courtney's like, I just wanted to tell you. He's like, this doesn't sound good. And she's like, no, I was just talking to my mom and I just feel like we should do this the right way. When we got here, I was just like more and more nervous. My grandma's not here. And Scott goes, and I love her. That was uh, the best part of the episode for me. I know. And Courtney's like, and Kendall and Kylie and Scott goes, listen, we love each other. Like really. And I love you more than anything. I want to be able to remember the wedding for the rest of my life. And Courtney in her confessional looks at the camera and she goes, 
well, I guess Scott and I will just keep living in sin. I just want them to have a wedding. I can't believe how much I want them back together now. It's like my life mission right now. I've never felt more validated in my entire life than by your feelings because of this episode. I got to be honest with you. But you want to know what the issue is? What? The issue is, is if they don't get back together in the time frame that we keep watching this in. And let's just say we like, it goes on and on. A lot of Kardashian breaks, a lot of, you know, off weeks. And we get to the part where Scott's not so good. I might lose my steam in thinking they should be together. Wow. I, I think that that was really, um, I think that that was really commendable for you to recognize that may be happening. But since you've, you know, acknowledge that. I think that you can regain that steam now, you know? I agree. I don't know though. I just want them to like go against the clock now. I feel like we're, mm-hmm. we're working like against each other now. No, I kind of actually feel the same way. How many more episodes do we have left of this season? Like 10? Um, I think the season's actually short, but I think we have a while before Scott gets a little like crazy Scott. I think we've got a while before Scott shoves a dollar, $100 in the waiter's mouth. Okay, so Courtney, if you are listening, we have about, two to three Kardashian seasons worth of podcasts for you guys to get your shit together. So and work on that. If you're listening, I feel like you should rewatch this episode because I think it might spark something for you because it worked for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Julie. Great advice. So, <laughs> so next scene, we're back in Calabasas. Kendall's playing with the puppy. Caitlin comes into the room. Caitlin's like, Kendall, what is that? And Kendall's like, my friend's dog. By the way, smart thinking, right? Very quick, very quick. Yeah. And Caitlin's like, whose dog is that? No lying. What's the deal? And Kendall's like, uh, Caitlin's like, it's your dog. And she's like, maybe. And Caitlin's like, after I said no. And Kendall's like, well, mommy, let me get her. Of course. So Caitlin calls Chris and Chris is like, oh my God, I stopped the wedding. Caitlin's like, that's great. <laughs> but also I went into Kendall's room. There's a dog in there. I told you how many times. And Chris is like, listen, at least I stopped the wedding. And Caitlin's like, you stopped the wedding, but now the problem is I've got this dog in the house. And Chris is like, you know, we're breaking up. Can we just talk about this when I get home? Bye, honey. (laughs) Nothing like that conversation. Caitlin cannot catch a break if her life depended on it. I swear to God. Also, all I'm thinking about, I know that we've moved on from the wedding, but for one second to go back to it, all I keep thinking about is that if Courtney and Scott actually got married while Chris was wearing like, a brown low neck halter short dress with high boots, Chris would never forgive herself. Never forgive herself. But that's exactly like your point earlier. Just be so true to it. Thank God Chris didn't walk walk to Courtney and was like, listen, I love you. But number one, the ASOS aren't here. And number two, like I cannot be in pictures in this dress. Then, then Courtney would have been like, okay, well then I'm just doing it. Like you're so right. Like she came at it from the right angle and wasn't, didn't make it a self-centered issue, you know? Do you know how addicted you have to be to bring up the point that Chris would have got up to Courtney and said the Azoffs aren't here? It was like second age. I didn't even think about it. Julie, we have a fucking problem. You know that? We really do. We really do. But I'm not ashamed for one second. I Listen, and to all of you, a lot of you, we get a lot of DMs and a lot of emails saying that you feel, and I've said this a million times, but I will continue to say it, that you feel really validated in the fact that Listening to the podcast makes you feel like you can like all of your intelligent hobbies and also really have a guilty pleasure for the Kardashians and you can totally, the two can coexist and that's okay. And let just th- let this moment be the reminder that that absolutely can be the case. I'm really proud of the yeah. person that I am and I fucking love the Kardashians and I will scream it from the rooftops, you know? Yes. 
Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm having the, I'm having the time of my life. I told you, I knew this was going to be a good episode when you and my dad were on Zencaster, you know? I know. You knew it before <laughs> because you texted me and you were like, oh, Julie. And I was like, oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so next scene, they're all at dinner in Vegas. And Chris is like, I'd like to make a toast, everybody, to a really crazy day. It definitely was an experience. Guys, take your time. And Scott goes, we wanted to know if we had your blessing or unwaiting about the premarital sex. And Courtney goes, tonight's the night. And Chloe goes, ride him like you've never ridden a horse before. And Courtney's like, Chloe, good advice. And Kim goes to Chris, you're the one that paid for those horseback riding lessons. <laughs> so good. So classic Kardashian, it's not even funny. I know. And they're back at the club the second night. And they are so drunk. And Courtney and Chloe are in the elevator together. Courtney pulls down Chloe's dress, like full-blown tits out in the elevator. And, you know, okay, fine, it was on camera, but they were covered. Yeah, there was a doorman, I'm sure, you know, camera in the elevator, but that wasn't the issue. But the fucking elevator opens, like on floor 11, and there's just these five guys standing there. Like, what the fuck? Like, imagine the elevator opens and there's a shirtless Khloe Kardashian. And you know that's the story that each one of those five guys have been telling at stories for year, for years. Like, oh, you know, did I ever tell you about the one time I was in Vegas, I was waiting for the elevator and there was Khloe Kardashian, tits out. Literally, that's like my dad, like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg hit on me once. (laughs) 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 Doesn't he always say that? He always tells that story. Um, Okay, so next scene there, we're back in Calabasas. Everybody returns home. Chloe's like, no one got married. And Kaylin goes to Scott, I thought you'd be my son-in-law by now. And Courtney goes, we couldn't do without you. And the scene ends, the episode ends by Caitlin walking into Kendall's room. There's dog shit all over the floor. It was kind of just like the most classic and perfect ending that I could have ever envisioned. No? Oh my God. I love that episode more than I could ever even put into words. I'm so excited that it happened. I'm so, I love you more than anything. I'm so grateful we get to do this. I'm just, I'm in like the most amazing mood. I just like, I hope that someone is listening to this, driving, walking, working out, washing dishes, whatever you're doing. And you are feeling as invigorated in this moment via us telling you this, that I feel while doing this, because this was so much fucking fun, Julie. Like literally the most fun I've probably ever had. Definitely the (laughs) most fun I've had during quarantine. I know. Um, Is there anything else that you want to add? I think that's it. Okay. Well, we love you guys so unbelievably much. I cannot wait for Monday's episode. Again, I know I say it a lot, but if you feel so inclined to write a review, like I know, let me just kind of spend like 30 seconds doing a little plug, Julie. Is that okay? If you want to, if you must. Okay. I mean, people can end it if they don't want to listen, but here's my thing. The reason that I always fantasize about this is because we know how many people listen to the episode, at least roughly. And I always say like, if even 10% of those people left reviews, it would be insane. And I want to be very honest in saying, I never left a review until I had my own podcast. And now if I listen to a podcast once and I like it, I will leave a nice review because I know what it's like being on the other side. It takes so little time and it is so unbelievably appreciated. And I really, really, really just want to thank anybody in advance. But even if not, just thank you for listening. We're so lucky we get to do this. I love you guys so fucking much. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. And I hope you get the Courtney and Scott bug like Julie did. Rachel? Amen, kid. Amen. Mazel tov. Sayonara. Love you guys. by saying mazel tov sayonara. Julie, I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. Oh my God. All right. We love you guys. <laughs>
So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.